0: Content warning. This episode may contain a few curse words, adult expressions, and general adult talk. It may not be suitable for younger listeners, and so listener's discretion is strongly advised. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from whichever part of the world you're listening in from. This is what the fuck Africa with Pixie and Grania Season 2. And this is of course Bixie and welcome to my platform where I'll be talking about whatever the hell I want to talk about and this episode is themed men will embarrass you so let's dive right in so this week's relationship talk I'm actually going to give you a little story about actual events that happened to me so here goes I was in form one and that's eighth grade if you're in the american system year eight for the uk system but regardless i was in form one and i was 13 years old so hormones and all that so i was insanely attracted to this 18 year old in form six which is basically Year 13 so uh naive stupid whatever you want to call it i decided to follow through with it um because i was and i still am a very bold person so i talked to one of my girls right who seemed to already be friends with this guy and i said listen you have to help me talk to this guy because you need to understand we didn't mix levels in that school right like it was a whole thing o level and a level girls were much apart so i was basically kidding myself so anyway back to the story she hooks me up and we started to talk and at that point i felt like yeah this is it yeah. so this guy was doing art as in fine art and the art room was next to my class and i swear to god i swear to god i grew a strong liking for art you no know, like i would legit go to the art room stare at art pieces in my skimpy skirt and wait for him to show up and we never had like a deep connection or anything like that like it was an infatuation if I must say so anyway <laughs> the most I had ever done with this guy was talk and hold hands but in my head you guys in my head I felt like I was living the life like this was my life and in retrospect this this guy only ever talked to me in like class or the art room where he was basically alone but never in any public space, but it, it never occurred to me, you know like I wasn't woke or know any of the shit, know any of this shit about my self-worth. so I thought, eh, it's okay. So I changed like in a way that wasn't me. um I had to become close with this girl because she was like a go-between. my grades never recovered. I came from like fifth position to twentieth, and still didn't bother me i gave up so much uh, mental headspace and what i'm going to call thinking time to this guy you know and i would walk different i would talk different wear makeup to class and you guys this wasn't even allowed i was in a strict catholic school but i made it work dead anyway so i felt like i had to be adequate and this was a freaking eighteen-year-old giving me attention, you guys. I was putting in the work at fucking thirteen. One day, I went to another dorm to visit a friend, and so basically, it was lights out. Like I think ten thirty. Yeah, I think that was lights out time, ten thirty p.m. So this fateful night, I'm in this dorm visiting, and mind you um people utilized lights out time to like gossip uh talk about boys but in like harsh tones because there was a punishment for it but that's irrelevant so i was inside friend's bed and we're talking about this and that when she goes out for like a toilet break. so i'm awkwardly lying on her bed waiting for her to return when i eavesdrop on this one girl's conversation about a boy from 6. So i'm like hmm maybe i should listen to this because i'm nosy, so me so anyway you guessed right it was the same guy at Room romeo and he sounded way much more invested in their relationship than he was in ours which if you think about it wasn't even necessarily like a relationship so i was so broken i could have crawled back to dome but instead uh i saw, I got up i gathered my stuff and i left i lay in bed acting like it was the end of the world and before the siren blared at 4am because the school was fucking insane we had prep at 5am you guys i was up ready to confront this guy like as if he was my cheating husband or some shit so i go i wait for him and i confront him about the whole affair and i don't even know why i did that but i wanted i wanted to like i wanted him to feel the pain the shame i was feeling so i had this group around me right i came with this like we're going to attack my girls and that stuff like that yeah so we go for this guy and i'm like i'm going to give this guy a piece of my mind so i swear to god he stood he looked at me waited for me to finish talking and ranting and all that and yeah I said so many things and then like he walked past me sat on a stool and took to sketching I kid you not, he sat down and started doing whatever art guys do like he was drawing and painting and stuff shit I was so embarrassed like I didn't deserve an answer, a reaction, nothing (sighs) so I walked away (laughs) frozen stiff and i just stared into space anyway long story short men will embarrass you uh and that's that's like the honest truth not all but like a good number of men will embarrass you so i mean just stay woke don't overly emotionally invest what is a relationship i think that's a real question like you need to ask yourself um are we in this relationship or am i in a relationship with this guy because you might be in a relationship with someone who's not in a relationship with you and that's just fucking weird so yeah i i don't know i think as women as females uh yeah as girls whatever i want to say i'm not so avid with the pronouns and all that identity stuff but you understand my point we are more likely like to get attracted to men like like have an insane uh connection well we forge that connection i don't even know but like you have to first be sharp (laughs) no you have to first you have to first be sharp eh? and you need to realize that man men can be trash and that's that's the honest truth so stay woke stay seriously woke like in everything you're doing first second guess always second guess yourself when you hear um and this is my favorite quote from the famous series squid game oh no it was not squid game (laughs) it was you i'm so sorry i'm um i'm mixing stuff up yeah it was from you uh this girl who worked at the library with joe season three she said that if you ever hear a voice in your head telling you to second guess yourself listen to that voice that's your best friend and that is honestly the best relationship advice summed up in like one phrase. So stay woke, well, you guys. I was embarrassed, badly, badly. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> okay, that's that. That's, I think that's the relationship to, Like I'm, I'm even thinking about it right now. This is Bixie's Picks and I'm going to be deciphering racism. Uh, first of all, I'd like to put it out there that I understand that having been born and raised in Africa, I don't have first-hand experience with racism because, uh, but yeah, well basically it's because I'm in my homeland. So this is just an analysis that I have done over a period of time and I've been trying to understand. Racism, the institution, I call it an institution of racism and all that it comes with. So racism, we have to understand, is um, the segregation of a person on the basis of their nationality, origin, ethnicity, and all things along that line, right? And it can have disastrous psychological effects, um, lower self-esteem, in its extremities, suicide, and sometimes extreme radicals like the Ku Klux Klan, the kkk in uh, the west can actually kill people because they're black so um 2020 gave us a spotlight on the how the extent of racism is out there we saw the unfortunate and merciless murder of george floyd and that of breonna taylor may their souls rest in peace now this sparked off a movement that had already existed but now this just made them wider walk if that's the right thing to say and this movement ladies and gentlemen is black lives matter so black lives matter <clears throat> is a movement advocating racial equality but lately having studied the trends of black lives matter it's leaning towards radicalism marxism marxism and it's leaning towards racial superiority which is like an entire betrayal to this whole equality thing so um having looked at black lives matter i'd also like to put something else into perspective and that is one of the the greatest um court cases known to us and that was the case of the people versus oj simpson I found this case particularly interesting because you see oj simpson he was a celebrity he was a he was a football player and he was nicknamed the juice because well oj if you think about it can be short for orange juice hence that the nickname the juice and all that so oj simpson was being accused of murdering his ex-wife nicole simpson and her lover oj simpson was bound for a flight on the night in question but an eyewitness claimed to have seen this uh car uh, well, well, it was a bronco uh, that belonged to oj simpson coming from the direction of nicole's house and oj simpson left uh with an airport taxi driver and left for the airport but our a wandering dog uh well it sniffed the uh the blood and yeah The corpse of Nicole and the lover was found towards like the exit at the gate. So OJ Simpson became a suspect naturally in this case. And so he went to trial. Now, OJ Simpson hired some of the best lawyers like Shapiro and uh, Johnny Cochran, including uh, the famous Robert Kardashian, the father to this whole family that's her that has us by the neck (laughs) the Kardashian family dubbed the royal family of America yeah so what I saw I watched the documentary on Netflix the Paper versus OJ Simpson and uh I I was looking I was trying to understand the psyche of not only the lawyers but of the entire court case and whoever was involved see the court case was essentially the LAPD, that's the Los Angeles uh, Police Department, against OJ, a big celebrity name, Black, on top of that. So the whole Black community was like, they have come for him because he's Black. But OJ Simpson's blood was found at the crime scene where Nicole's corpse was. Now, if that is not evidence, if that is not like what do they call it in court they call it a burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt i don't know what is but what they did the strategy that the lawyers used was um the case stopped being about the murder of two innocent people and became about race First stop they did a deep search into the lapd which had a track record of being um racist but particularly the policeman who worked at the crime scene where oj's blood was allegedly discovered was a renowned racist known for frequently using the n-word and just like that ladies and gentlemen oj simpson was acquitted they hid behind the notion of if the glove doesn't fit you must acquit but um, which was essentially uh, OJ was ordered to try on the glove which has found at the crime scene in court and it didn't fit so He was acquitted. He walked away scot-free for being black And that is the most ironic thing I have ever seen in my life in the history of black lives matter in the history of this entire movement a black man survived for being black and that puts everything into perspective. Like, you have to first talk, think about it. Are we weaponizing our race? Aren't we leaving and reliving OJ Simpson all over again? Cancer culture, which is a thing now, which is basically a tribunal by the society, which comes after you if you're politically incorrect, is mainly coming towards two movements uh from two movements and that is the lgbtq movement ia plus i don't know what the other letters are and the black lives matter movement so everything is now about race right we're flaring our passions and uh we want to look for faults fine they might be there but they also might not be there so i thought about race a lot and i decided to talk about race today because i feel like racism which is a real thing is also starting to be misunderstood misused and we are leaning towards radicalism by uh engaging in movements like black Black lives matter like i earlier mentioned i am not currently facing racism because i'm in africa but i am still um i'm still a member of the black britain movement and i'm against all things racist But when you think about it deeper, when you give it like deeper thought You will have to admit that racism the lines are getting blurred real fast and We are actually losing sight of what we are fighting against We're no longer fighting against the act. We're fighting against the race So I don't know that was it Well looks like that's all the time we had for today but don't forget to subscribe this was what the fuck africa and i'll see you next week do not forget as well and most importantly ladies and gentlemen and all the other genders represented men will embarrass you but also women if that's what you're into women will also embarrass you so stay woke don't forget to subscribe drop a comment in the comment section Follow us on our socials. See you next week. Love you all. Take care. This was What The Fuck Africa with Pixie and Granny. Are.